is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And for the first time, and I can't remember how long, we are f- recording in the same freaking room, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's been a year. I mean, it's been close. To, I think we're one month off from being a year, so it's been it, too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> but we are super excited to finally be in the same room once again and be recording like this, so... Oh, freaking pumped. <laughs> um, anyway, we did not change the intro like we said we were going to. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whatever, one more week and then we'll, we'll, we'll change it. But anyway, we are a couple... Oh, so I see how it is. You're going to make me be the tester for the new intro <laughs> next week, you asshole. <laughs> I see how it is. I regret nothing. Yeah, you dick. <laughs> Fine, you want to come up with one on the spot? No. Yeah, didn't think so, bitch. <laughs> you know how I am when I'm put under pressure. I do not perform well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why we're going to write a script out. <sighs> then you have all week to freaking practice it. <laughs> I'll be practicing it in the mirror every single morning before work. All right. Well, just because I can... We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. This week on the podcast, in 4K Spotlight, we are going to be talking about the Batman 4K that's going to be coming out. And in Through the Wall, we have one new trailer for a Disney Plus series that I am so excited about. As am I, even though I don't love this property as much as Caleb does. <laughs> oh, dude, it... I have thoughts, but... He has many thoughts, I feel. Not not too many. Not oh, too many. Okay. Like, other than it being, like, great and amazing, but yeah. just, like, some minor thoughts. But I okay. think th- we'll get into it. Okay. Um, but then for our headliner this week, we will be discussing everything, everywhere, all at once. The crazy-ass multiversal <laughs> movie. Wow. But it was so good. It was really good. Anyway, spoilers. <laughs> um, anyway, well, before we spoil anything else, let's say we get into it. Let's do it. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight. Like I said, we'll be discussing the Batman's 4K release. So, Rose, would you like to tell everyone about this i would love to so um surprising no one there's going to be a best buy exclusive steelbook which did i already pre-order it yes i did um uh, and then we'll just have a regular 4k release along with a regular blu-ray release uh we'll also oh they also have a batman for or the batman 4k gift set that will be a walmart exclusive but it does not say what it's what's in it so Thanks, Walmart, for not even telling us what your exclusive is. Um, <laughs> it's Walmart for you. And then the Target exclusive, which I hate that Target, when they do exclusives, they only just do bare-bones Blu-ray releases. They don't do 4K releases, if it's their exclusive. I think it's stupid, but whatever. Um, you get um, exclusive content. 
So you get 15 minutes bonus features and an exclusive cover art. That's, that's it? it? Yeah, that's it. Lame. Steelbook schooler. But so yeah. what's what's the cover? So that's that's the cover for the Target Blu-ray. And then okay, the regular... so just the Batman head with the Batman logo inside it. Yeah, and then the regular Blu-ray cover, just plain Blu-ray, is that one. Not a big fan of either of those. That's fair. The 4K is cool. I'll show you the 4K. Oh, I should probably show you the Steelbook, too. So this is the Steelbook. That's sick. Right? Oh, I love it so much. For those of you listening, because <laughs> I just now realized that we're talking about pictures. Um, this You said that's a Steelbook? Yeah, that's the Best Buy Steelbook. Okay, the Steelbook is... The uh, it looks like a question mark at first glance, but then like you can see Batman's face and within it, and it's kind of like blocking out a light to create that that uh effect, and it looks super dope. And then that's the regular 4K cover, so just a close up on his face, and that one's lame. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, but yeah, I feel the Steelbook wins. Yeah, Steelbook definitely wins. Oh, but it turns out uh, also the original Candyman comes out on 4K, too, Ooh. this Tuesday. Hmm. Which, for those of you that don't know what we've been doing all week, <laughs> <laughs> we've just been knocking out a shit ton of movies. Um, we How many knocked out a lot. So we've knocked out since our last episode, which was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We have knocked out Food Fight, Cheaper by the Dozen, 2022, uh, Slacks, that was recommended to us by Brucker over at Autopsy, Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Um, we knocked out Top Gun, Dear Evan Hansen, we don't have a score for that one yet, um, just because Rose wants to rewatch it, because my child is adorable and got in the way. It's true. She is adorable, and that that's completely fine. She got in the way because <laughs> she's just, it, it's adorable. So you know she she gets a pass every single time. Yeah, we knocked out the new Candyman. Uh, we also knocked out Chaos Walking. I want you back. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We watched today, which we could maybe do an episode on, depending on like we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. And then we just got done watching Being the Ricardos. And then on top of that, we freaking watched uh, Everything Everywhere all at once. <laughs> so we've been freaking busy with movies. Like, we knocked out a ton. Yeah, we really have. Like, that's insane. But, anyway. I feel next time I'm out here, we should try to beat that record. How many is that? Um, Excellent question. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Holy shit. Okay, so we at least gotta get twelve. I think we can do it. Yep. Easy. Yeah, well, you also gotta think, are we depending on when we're done with this, we could probably knock one out. And then depending on what time we wake up tomorrow, we could probably knock one out. Depending on Fair when enough. we have to get to the airport. Fair enough. Man so, has a yeah. point. Fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, anything else in 4K or is that it? Uh, no, that that was it. Noise.
All right, moving on to Through the Wall. Uh, we got our very first look at She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And I will say, I do feel like this trailer was kind of forced out. Because someone, I think something got released where it was like the announcement date of when it was going to be coming out and everything. I think that got leaked. Oh, shit. And so I think this is like kind of a preemptive, like, oh, shit, before it goes viral. <laughs> so leading into what we think about the um, the effects, do you feel maybe that's why the CGI doesn't look fully done? That is exactly why I think the CGI isn't fully done. Okay. Um, which, spoiler alert, that's the only issue I have with this trailer. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> This show looks like a freaking blast, and I can't wait to see it. It looks super cool. Um, it does look like they're going to be following pretty true to the source material with She-Hulk. The only difference between... Um, or I, th I think I might have explained it like way back when, but She-Hulk, her family or her parents were lawyers and were like basically prosecuting some like mafia dude who had them killed but she was in the car with them and so like the car crashed which we do see a car crash in the in the trailer well i'm assuming she's by herself she might not be like who knows like maybe it's like a flashback and maybe it's like she's been dealing with this for like a long time or like i don't know anyway um so her parents are killed she is on the verge of dying, needs a blood transfusion to survive, and the only living relative that she has that is the same blood type is Banner. Oh, okay. And so he transfuses the blood, and then he's just like, okay, like I don't know what the hell this is going to do, but good luck. And so... It, um, really hope we get that scene. Just yeah, so he, he, he does it, is able to like watch after her for a minute and he's like okay cool deuces out to go do something like probably hulk out or whatever and then she wakes up and like the people are coming back to get her basically to finish the job and then she like she hulks out and kicks her ass i love it yeah so i mean i'm it's kind of seems like that's the the route that they're going to take in some way shape or form there, it does look like there's a, a car crash in the, in the trailer. It's like a super quick moment. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the time, it is, um, Smart Hulk and Jennifer. Jill's favorite. Dude, freak! I cannot. No, I'm so pissed off at that. You have no idea. Oh, I think maybe that's I've... my that's my other problem. My <laughs> other problem is that Smart Smart Hulk is going to be in it and honestly, I hope he's not in it a lot. <laughs> I think everyone even if they've only listened to the show for like a little amount of time that we've had this out, I'm sure everyone knows how much you hate Smart Hulk in the MCU. Yeah, you have no freaking clue, people. Anyway, <sighs> um it looks like she is going to be the face of a new, like, superhero law firm. Yeah, it did look like that. Which looks like it's going to be sick. Um, I am highly anticipating a Matt Murdock cameo in this at some point. Oh, yeah. 
Hopefully, fingers freaking crossed for that. Speaking of Matt Murdock, did you? I think it was confirmed today. What's today's date? The twentieth. Yeah. That um Disney, they are actually bringing Daredevil back for Disney Plus. Yes. And it's not as far from what I read. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation for Charlie Cox. Yes. So yeah. Yes. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Even though I've never seen Daredevil. It's gonna be awesome. You need to watch. That's a that's a good one. That's like just a solid Dude, show. I'm so behind on Marvel shows. Like I told Caleb, and he wants to kill me for it. I still haven't even watched one episode of Moon Knight. Dude, I know. Shut up. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, we got we get a look at what's his name, Emil Blon- Blansky Blonsky. I think so. I think that's his name. Yeah. Um. So we get our first look at the abomination in the show. Um, looks great. So it's so weird seeing him back in human form since we haven't seen that since two thousand eight. Yeah, so that just kind of like spits out that, or kind of gives a reveals that he is in control somewhat of abomination. Mm-hmm. I think, I dude, mean... if they turn abomination into what the Hulk should be, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> because this is like the these are the two things that I'm like that come to mind. Um, when I saw the Abomination, like first off, he has like this super cocky attitude, be like in human form, or he's yeah. just kind of like leaning back in his chair, kind of like has like that like no shits given at it, like kind of vibe to him, and then he turns into Abomination and he's like big and like hulking and whatever you don't see too much of abomination no um but it kind of gave me like made me remember in shang chi freaking wong was ripping him a new ass for for like not following like this script that they had that's true so and he was kind of like he was kind of walking around like with like his tail between his legs so it kind of makes me think that Abomination is a little bit more that it doesn't give me the same vibes. So it makes me feel like Abomination and Emil Blonsky are two different people in this. And that pisses me off because they're not. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> oh, shit. like, that's exactly how freaking Hulk should be, but kind of like opposite yeah no i get what you're saying but no they're continuing with this stupid smart hulk bullshit but whatever like i i'm freaking done with mcu hulk i am putting all my eggs in the mcu she hulk basket now (laughs) i never thought i'd hear caleb give up on hulk yeah no mcu hulk oh not just hulk Hulk. Hulk and MCU Hulk are not the same thing. <laughs> um, oh, shit. But anyway, like, we get to see uh, Banner kind of training, or not really training, just trying to trigger um, Jennifer's transformation into She-Hulk. And he does successfully, and it's, like, super great how he does that. And he's like, yeah, good job. And then she, like, goes and rips the door off of the the cage, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And then we, like, see, like, a bunch of training montages with the 
with the two of them, which looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Looks amazing. The only issue that I have right now is her face. It looks very CGI, but I think because of my theory that this came out because of that leak, that they that the effects are just not done yet. Hopefully they are, because Hulk looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, Abomination looked great, just like with a little bit that we saw. It's just Jennifer that looks a little funky. So I, I'm pretty sure that they just kind of saved her for last. Because, obviously, I'm assuming we're going to get a lot of She-Hulk in this. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. So, it seems like they... Um, like, they're going very comic accurate with her. That's um, good to hear. Giving her, like, a more flirtatious um, personality with, like, Jennifer Walters pre-She-Hulk was not very, like, confident in herself. And so she would, like, dress very uh, conservatively, okay. I'll say. <laughs> and... When She-Hulk, like, started coming out, like, that gave her, like, a shit ton of confidence. So she started wearing clothes that were a little bit more revealing, showed off her figure a bit more and and everything. And so it kind of seems like that's the route that they're taking. Because, like, her friends are, like, super impressed. Like, whoa, you look great. Like, check out your ass. And I'm like, okay. Like, it's not I'm bad. Digging it so far. <laughs> um... But overall, the the design for She-Hulk, um, I haven't gotten like a super close look of her suit yet, or we kind of did a little bit. Yeah, but it was still kind of fast. Yeah, it was like really fast. So not we didn't get like a full view, but it looks really good. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't like I hardly know like anything about the She-Hulk comics, but from what you've shown me, yeah, it looks very comic accurate. Yeah, so I'm. I'm really excited the story looks like it's going to be killer um it got the tagline uh it's going to be called she hulk attorney at law which like oh chef's kiss i also love the um the well, i don't know if this is the tagline the like saying that goes with it, it says you'll like her when she's angry yep yeah <laughs> i like that um everyone and their mother like i've seen so many tiktoks and jokes about it now about like the uh big woman like kink <laughs> and just like how everyone like sees the the clip of her at the end like basically picking up her date and like walking into the other room and everyone's just like yes <laughs> And it's hilarious because, like, all everything about that is enhanced. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, um, Banner is, like, talking about the things that trigger uh, a transformation and things that you kind of need to keep, like, in control to basically keep keep the, uh, the green side at bay. Yeah. And starts listing all this stuff off and she's like so basically just don't be a woman <laughs> because it's triggered by like just heightened feelings and and everything and so she's just like well shit <laughs> um and so we get to see like a little bit of that like it does heighten her feelings like when she gets i think it's like her 
transformations are triggered like when she's upset angry um just like any like heightened mm-hmm. state well freaking one of the tests that banner puts her through is a, either her hulking out or a wall crushing her to death yeah so <laughs> dude it kind of makes you like realize maybe banner's not that good of a scientist exactly. yep <laughs> Yeah, no offense, Banner, but I need to work on it a little bit. Like, I know that he knew that she could, tra- like, I- I'm assuming he knows that she can transform. I hope so. Yeah, like, I don't think he would put her in that room unless she had already transformed before. I don't think this is his way of testing if she can transform, because that, like, if if it is then he's a freaking psycho. Yeah, that's really... That's, like, here, that's we're going to test to see if you <laughs> if you could transform. That's a like, little too far, honestly, yeah. I feel. Like, I think it's something that he needs to, like, witness for himself and be like, okay, cool, now we're going to tra- or work on this. And so that makes sense if he tries pulling that shit off. Yeah. But if he just throws her in there because he's like, I think you can transform, <laughs> then, yeah, Banner's a freaking psycho. Yes, very much so. Um. Yeah, other other than the CGI and Smart Hulk, which everyone knows that I I hate. I really don't I, have a lot of problems with Smart Hulk, so that's that's just me. I don't I don't love the character Hulk as much as Caleb does. I will fight you. I know you will. But yeah, I I'm really freaking excited for this show and everything oh, that's going to come from it. And if you don't freaking watch it i will throw no a bitch fit. this will be the f- oh wait okay what shows have i watched every week of course hawkeye i, w- oh, dude, I was on top of that show every day every week <laughs> shocker what about wandavision uh, yeah i was with there with wandavision um falcon and the Winter soldier i felt like two episodes behind before the finale yeah that's fine loki i think i was like four or five episodes behind before the finale Shit, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I've told you before, I didn't love Loki like everyone else did. I'm sorry to say. Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Wow. <laughs> it kind of hurts me a little that Loki's, like, the number one most watched MCU show. And it's like, should be... Honestly, I feel, in my own opinion, that it should be WandaVision. But that's just me. And I feel that's ballsy me saying that because, you know, Hawkeye is a thing. Right. Well, <laughs> Hawkeye was good. I think. I, th- I think, I think the word everyone's you're searching obsession for is great. <laughs> I think everyone's obsession with Loki is what it introduced to the MCU. That's fair. I mean, Hawkeye is, was very much so just a grounded show, but I think what, that's what I love most about it, and you know, because it's Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was like n- no issues with that show. Um followed the comics very well except for i mean you know what they changed of clint barton and the mcu yeah Bart yeah, yeah. It followed matt fraction's comic very well i feel well yeah, i think yeah. it did a good job the only thing i maybe didn't care for was how they overpowered uh kingpin that's fair I, like yeah. they kind of like he got hit by a car <laughs> true <laughs> come on it's very true um yeah other than that love the show no issues, but I think that's the the obsession with Loki. What Loki opened the door for, yeah, with the multiverse and everything, I think that just changed the game. That's fair. No, that that is absolutely fair. Yeah, because up till that point, like we we've heard about variants, 
And we, the only variant that we'd seen was Sylvie at the time. And so I think it's just breaking of the multiverse. I think that's what, like, everyone's just like, whoa, like, you know what this means? And, like, all the other crazy shit that's been happening within the MCU regarding the multiverse. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah. But I, I, I really hope that this show... Uh, She-Hulk stays grounded. Like, obviously within the realm that Hulk can be. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't want this to be, like, some crazy, like, oh, he's fighting a, a multiversal threat, which it doesn't seem like he's going to. It looks like we're getting a live-action um, Frogman. <laughs> okay. Which is a a Hulk villain, I think. It's either Frogman or Leapfrog. I forget what I it's think like, actually. what I saw, it's Frogman. It's Frogman? Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like we're getting a live-action version of him. Um, I would love to see the leader. Oh, that Finally. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be sick. So, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And I, I would... L- I would love to see She-Hulk and Abomination duke it out. I would like to see Hulk... Good luck. Get a rematch, but I'm not counting on it. I don't want. I I I I chose my words very carefully. I do not want Smart Hulk to fight Abomination. I don't want Banner to fight Abomination. I want Hulk to fight Abomination. And if he doesn't, he She Hulk. She Hulk has to. Fair enough. Otherwise, I'm going to be beyond pissed. <laughs> Oh, shit. But anyway. Yeah, so... Super excited for She-Hulk. Um, excitement level? I'm at an 8. I'm at like an 8.5. Just not quite at a 9, but... Oh, yeah. Just a little bit higher. Nice. I mean, it makes sense. You know. Yeah, super pumped. Super pumped. Yeah, Can't wait yeah. to see, see more of this. And that comes out in August? Yeah, August 17th, I think, is when the first episode comes out. Nice, only a few months away. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's all we had for news. So let's say we get into this week's headliner. Let's do it. For this week's headliner, we will be breaking down everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, This is a multiversal movie that came out, I want to say a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, March 25th. Oh, it's been out for a while. (laughs) Um, I mean, it didn't go, I mean... It didn't go wide, so it had a limited release, started started having a limited release at the beginning of March, and then it didn't go wide until March 24th. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Sorry, it had a limited theatrical release in the U.S. on March 25th, but didn't go wide until April 8th. Mm. All right. So, if you are new to our 
rating system. We have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final Obro's letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spat through our algorithm and give us a letter grade for the movie. Um, and then we'll compare it to all the other uh, movies of that rating at the at the very end. So, without further ado, if you have not seen Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, we highly recommend that you go see it, because um, Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. Um, so you have been properly warned, so if you listen past this point, that's on you. Yeah. Um, so this movie is split into three different parts, and that is how Wikipedia splits up the uh, plot. So that is how I'll be reading the plot. Fair enough. So, Part 1, Everything. Evelyn Wong is a Chinese-American woman who runs a struggling laundromat with her husband, Waymond. Tensions are high due to the laundromat being audited by the IRS. Additionally, Waymond is trying to give Evelyn divorce papers, um, and Evelyn's demanding father, Gong. Gong Gong has just arrived from China, and Evelyn's daughter, Joy, has been trying to get her mother to accept her girlfriend, Becky. While at the IRS building for a meeting with IRS inspector, inspector, wow, I'm gonna butcher her name. Dear, was it Deirdre? Deidre. Deidre. Wow. Deidre. Oh my God, that's a long last name. Bio. Bio. Bio Berda. Bobidra. Bobidra. Deidre Bobidra. Deidre Bobidra. Oh God. <laughs> that's so stupid. Deidre Bobidra. <laughs> Wayman's personality changes when his body is briefly taken over by Alpha Wayman, a version of Wayman from the Alpha Universe, a.k.a. AKA Alphaverse. Alpha Wayman explains to Evelyn that many parallel universes exist since every choice made creates a new universe. The people of the Alphaverse, led by the late Alpha Evelyn, developed verse-jumping technology that allows people to access the skills, memories, and bodies of their parallel universe counterparts by fulfilling specific conditions. Alpha Wayman explains that the multiverse is being threatened by Jobu Tapaki, formerly Alpha Joy. Her mind was splintered after Alpha Evelyn, Evelyn pushed her to extensively verse jump, leading her mind to overload and fracture across the multiverse. Jobu Tapaki now experiences all universes at once and can verse jump and manipulate matter at will. With her godlike power, she has created a black hole like everything, like everything bagel that can potentially destroy the multiverse. Evelyn is given verse is given verse jumping technology to fight Jobu Tapaki's verse jumping minions who begin converging in the IRS building. Evelyn learns of Wayman's plans to divorce her and discovers other lives where she made different choices and flourished, such as, such as by becoming a kung fu master and movie star instead of leaving China with Waymond, who becomes a successful businessman. Alpha Wayman comes to believe that Evelyn, as the greatest failure of all Evans of the multiverse, has the untapped potential to defeat Jobu Tapaki. Alpha Gong Gong 
instructs Evelyn to kill Joy to hinder Jobu Tupaki, but Evelyn refuses. Evelyn decides she can save Joy by becoming just like Jobu Tupaki, so she verse jumps repeatedly while battling Jobu's minions and Alpha Gongong's soldiers. After the battle, Alpha Waymond is killed by Jobu Tupaki in the Alphaverse, and Evelyn's mind overloads and fractures before she dies. Part 2. Everywhere. Evelyn's mind splinters across the multiverse and she discovers other bizarre universes and other th- and other them at the same time. She goes through universes such as one in which humans have hot dogs for fingers and she is in a romantic romantic relationship with Deidre and another and another where she works alongside a wow, a teppanyaki chef who is secretly puppeteered by a ratatouille-like raccoon. <laughs> Jobu Tapaki finds Evelyn and tells her she created the Everything Bagel not to destroy everything, but to destroy herself, and has been searching for an Evelyn who can understand her. Jobu Tapaki feels that because there are so many vast universes and unending chaos, nothing truly matters. In other universes, the Wangs are about to lose the laundromat due to tax errors, Alpha Waymond is killed by Jobu Depaki and businessman Wayman rejects movie star Evelyn after decades apart. Evelyn is nearly swayed to Jobu Depaki's cause and stabs her universe's Wayman. She almost joins Jobu Depaki in entering the bagel but stops when she hears Wayman's calls to be kind and have hope. Evelyn defeats Jobu Depaki's minions by using her multiverse knowledge to find what is hurting each of them and gives them happiness. Evelyn reaches Jobu Depaki and tells her that she is not alone and that Evelyn will always choose to be with her despite everywhere else she could be. Meanwhile, in parallel universes, Evelyn confronts Gong Gong and reconciles with Wayman and Joy, and Wayman convinces Deidre to let the Wings redo their taxes. Joju Depaki initially rejects Evelyn, but returns to her, and they embrace. Part 3, All at Once Shortly thereafter, the family's relationships and lives have improved. Becky is now regarded as a part of the family. Wayman and Evelyn share a brief but romantic moment for the first time in a long while, and they return to the IRS building on a second chance to file their taxes. As Deidre talks, Evelyn's attention is momentarily drawn to her alternative selves and the multiverse before she grounds herself back in her home universe. Hell yeah. That was probably a lot to swallow for some people. <laughs> if you had not seen the movie. Like, hell, it was a lot for us to swallow. Freaking, um, I don't know if you were like this way, but the end of Act 1, like when the curtain, like, like, because the curtain actually like pulled in, like in like, okay, so at the end of Act 1, she's sitting in a movie theater and she's watching these events because it's in one of her other universes. Um, and like it says, after she dies, the end, and like the credits start rolling. And I don't know about you, but I was, like, very confused. I'm like, is, is that it? Like, was there only one part of I this know, movie? Dude, <laughs> it fooled me so freaking bad. They did a great job. Like, it was crazy. Like, they pulled the credits off and everything. And they let it go for a while. Yeah, they did. And it, they were just, like, playing credits. And then it was, like, just slowly backing up. And then you realize that you're watching, like, this movie had to be experienced in theaters. Oh yeah, absolutely. It had to. This this would not have fooled me in no. At least not as long as it did. I just want to know how many people like actually 
left of the theater and like, <laughs> people were just like uh the movie's still going what no the credits started rolling oh my dude it was insane it was just like the way that it was it just like slow like it took so long they got to like the executive in the middle of the executive producers before they started like panning out and you realize like oh this is this is part of it <laughs> yeah and that's a crazy move like it just kind of it's just for me it was one of those movies you had to experience it's kind of like the quiet place you have to experience the I quiet place in theaters myself for not seeing not only Dude, the first we can, or we can do two. it we That's can do true. it. I know we've talked about it, but we just haven't done it yet. And we really need to sit my ass down and do that with you. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's just, it's one of those, like, I if I hadn't waited, because I was going to. Like, like if we didn't decide to, like, break this movie down, yeah. I was actually going to wait until, like, either you got it or it came out on streaming to watch it. And uh, okay. now, I would have regretted that so As much. I like oh that would have aggravated me yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean i feel like they pulled pulled the multiverse like the multiverse is just like a crazy thing right now yeah i feel like everyone's doing it <laughs> yeah like the flash is going to be doing it when that movie comes out the MCU's been setting up the multiverse for a while. This movie's like doing multiversal stuff. I'm pretty sure there's another movie or show that's doing multiverse. I just hope it doesn't come to the point where we're just like, uh, I've already seen this before. I don't want that. Yeah, so hopefully they get away from that at some point. I like hope just so. Maybe use the multiverse very lightly. Like, okay, yes. this movie takes place in a, a different universe and just leave it at that and not try to, like, tie it into, like, the ultimate universe or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, damn, like, it was an insane movie. So I think one thing that this, it kind of, like, glazed over a little bit to transfer to different universes you had or not to transfer because you could go from to like very mildly different universes where it's like um like you're able to travel to to a universe like with her she was at the irs and she was able to transfer to a universe where she went into um a hallway closet like with no issues and it's because she like you can hide out in there because it's like a pocket, like it's not much of a minor difference, and it or the that the change is so recent that you can jump hop into those. But what's harder is when you're jumping into like completely different lives. So like she jumped into the world where she became uh, a singer, and she had to like hop from, like basically transfer all the way back to a decision where she was. Um, like had to stay behind or left her husband and that, so like it had to like basically transfer her all the way back in time all just to launch her all the way forward but it's just interesting how they they pull that off because you have to like they, they keep those memories or they retain those memories yeah which is an insane concept 
practices. But you have to do something like super weird <laughs> to to slingshot yourself because you can't just handle transferring yourself into that body. Your mind has to be like fully prepared, and doing something like just random enough puts you outside of those like immediate worlds. Like it has to be like just so outlandish that you could like transfer out into like this openness, like multiverse, and then you can slingshot your consciousness into that, like like I said, different life yeah. or whatever. And so that played a huge part. In this movie, and it became so freaking weird. Yeah, this movie was kind of bonkers. <laughs> Not yeah, so but in like, the best way possible. Like when they were doing that, like one of the things that they were explaining is just like, um, to make that jump, you have to just like the uh, what was his name, Alpha Wayman, was like ate gum from underneath the. A desk yeah, at one point. Um, or somewhere. Yeah, or he had to, um, oh, give himself paper cuts in between oh, his the worst fingers. One. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that was so bad. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I love how he couldn't get, like, the last one between his uh, index finger and his thumb. Wasn't that the one that he couldn't get? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So watching that was freaking hard because he's trying to give himself a paper cut and he's like, it's just not happening. And then he finally like gets it. And, oh, that comes a close. I feel that and the um, stunt. And have you seen the first Jackass movie? Uh, maybe. There, There's a stunt where they're literally in a hotel room one night and they're just bored as hell. So they decide to give each other paper cuts. Oh. And so nope. they nope. do it between the fingers. They do between the toes. Oh! And then Steve-O gets it between the lips. I, in that eye opening. Okay, that isn't as bad as I thought you were going to say. Oh, I thought really? you were going to say he, was gonna, he got a paper... Like he gave himself a paper cut on his dick. And I, I think like, one of them did get it on their, ball, uh, on their balls. <laughs> nope, gross. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty... It was either uh, Aaron or Dave, I think. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> the best part though is when after they do that to Steve-O he's just like man I'm glad I came into this room to see what was going on totally worth it <laughs> you know smart ass oh man but yeah no that's, that scene comes I can't decide which is worse probably jackass one um, but this one comes a close second to the worst scene I've ever seen with paper cuts yeah I think it was just because it was so tense yeah like he had to to do this to obtain um, to obtain a skill from like that self, which yeah. what was he trying to do? A oh, gymnast. That's what it was. Um, so that was crazy. And then I'm trying to think, it was like some of the other crazy shit that that happened. Um, oh, the way that she was like, um, when she was fighting everyone, she was like trying to obtain this skill, and she freaking just snorts a fly. Oh, yeah. That was gross. Yeah, that was very gross. Uh, like she just does random shit, and it was so funny. Like this, what is this movie like considered? Like its genre? Is it considered a comedy? Is this a drama or an action adventure comedy? Okay, that sounds about right. 
Yeah. Um, they p- play that off so well. Oh, yeah. Very much so. The flow of this movie was just damn near flawless. Yeah. And it, it was, it was ha- it's hard to, like, consider, like, any issues I had with the story. It's just like, okay, well, this was weird. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's the point. <laughs> it's they a multiverse do, movie. They had to do weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I think where it started to get confusing for me is when they were having, like, kind of dialogue within dialogue okay that's fair which well that's more of a writing issue than anything so i'll i'll bring that back up when we get to it um that was the like the only area where i felt the flow was kind of messed up but overall it was a super kick-ass it really was yeah like from start to finish this this movie was a blast. It really was. Yeah, it keeps you highly engaged. Um, keeps you like super entertained throughout all the absurdity yeah. that they have. But it makes sense because it's like, hey, even though this technically doesn't make sense, it's in a universe where it does. Yep. <laughs> so you can't say like, well, I thought it was weird that they transferred to a universe with hot dog fingers. And it's like, well... <laughs> Which I will say, that one was a tad bit of a stretch for me, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, trying to think of like any like story issues that like what did you think like overall with honestly, I really don't have any issues with it. Kind of like what you said, if like you ever felt like oh, that doesn't make sense. That's weird. That's kind of the point. That's what they were going for. Like I said, it's a multiverse movie, so of course, you know, them traveling to different multiverses of themselves is going to feel weird, you know. You can't... I, I, I feel the the ways that they made up for them to be able to enter other multiverses of themselves, and especially, I thought that was like a really great idea of how they're wearing the earpieces. I thought that was a great touch. Um, yeah, I really... It's honestly hard to find anything wrong with this movie unless you're the kind of person that was just like, oh, well, their multiverse travel doesn't make sense. But when you really think about it and look into it, it really does. I mean, for the most part. I mean, part. this is like this being like not a horror movie. Yeah. If we were to like throw this into like give it a logic category like we do with horror movies. It follows its own logic really well. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's just part of the the story. Is it kind of like when it's a normal movie, the logic of the multiversal travel is just kind of part of the story. Yeah. Um. But I think yeah, like you said, I think they followed it pretty well. Um, it just did have these very absurd things to it. That made it, like, really interesting. Like, I love that, like, at the end, when she... Because, like, uh, shit, what's her name? When Evelyn is basically about to join Joy's team completely and just be like, nothing matters in this infinite universe. Like, why would you care about anything? She finds something to care about in her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, finds the, like, basically just finds the love there. Uh, finds, like, an, a, a reignited spark 
with him realizes that how kind he is and how it's just like he doesn't want to fight he wants to like solve things in in like a different way yeah and it works out really well because like that's how she takes down all of the people going against her she finds something that they're either like super insecure about or find something that they just need in their life and gives it to them in some way yeah and like i said with uh with with deidre she in her experience in this like vast multiverse she finds a um a universe where they're a couple and she's just very insecure about like Evelyn kind of falling away from her and like leaving her alone and then realizes that that's what this universe is Deidre's afraid of. She's, she doesn't like being alone. Yeah. And then, um, some of the other like guards, um, that they were fighting, it was just like about friendship or, or just something that they needed and like my favorite one was the um oh shit the the alpha gong gong when he like goes in his like freaking transformers wheelchair and goes to grab her and she like in instead of giving like doing this thing to show like love like she was doing with all the others it was more like a hard truth yeah. that he just hadn't accepted. And like it took him that like a second to accept it, but he ultimately did, which was great. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like so like, heartwarming to see him do that. And I think the funniest one was the dude that was super into like dominatrix shit. Yeah. Like she just freaking like karate's him and bends him over and beats his ass <laughs> then he's just like lays down <laughs> oh my gosh dude <laughs> i was not expecting to uh see that in this movie but no not at all um but yeah just like uses her the knowledge like yes it doesn't really matter in this universe so it's like that's why joy was okay with killing like, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But Evelyn found that it does and was able to, like, connect them with something that ultimately made those people's lives better. Yeah. It was just, it was sweet. Yeah, it was. It was really sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked this story. Honestly, I don't think I had any issues with it. I really didn't either. <laughs> like, it's absurd. It is like beyond absurd <laughs> at times, but I think that's just a nice character. It just adds character to the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a long time. <laughs> Same here. It just like now when anyone's just like, anytime someone brings up an everything bagel, like I'm going to be thinking about this movie. Oh, I love it. Because it, it it's so funny. She created this like this black hole of the multiverse because she like wanted to die or joy or the Jobu Tupaki. Yeah. Um created this multiversal black hole 
by putting everything on a bagel. <laughs> yep. Like, literally anything. She's just like, cute dogs, cute dog pictures, freaking, like, sesame seeds. And, like, <laughs> I mean, those were already kind of part of an yeah. everything bagel, but whatever. Like, I'll still give you it. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny that they, it, this thing that starts off like you you're thinking it's like a cult and it is but like they're <laughs> they are like worshiping a freaking bagel yep but i think just behind all of this like absurdity there's like a really nice story between a mother and daughter and just kind of like reconnecting learning that life isn't doesn't have to be like completely miserable and worthless and just like i think that if you were to like shrink this down into like a one universe story (laughs) it comes down to like a daughter in like some sort of depression and a mother pulling her out of that no yeah i absolutely agree but still like I think what was nice seeing it done this way was how Joy was in that hole and then Evelyn pulled her out, but it wasn't like, yes, there is something, like, there is worth or value in the world and blah, 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 and, like, you'll find love and all this other bullshit, (laughs) like, that normally pulls people out of that, which is, like, crazy unrealistic, but it's just taking that moment to like heal and like say that i accept you but these are like some truths yeah like the way that evelyn was just straight up like you know what you are getting fat (laughs) like never call yeah you never call like you're rude like all this other stuff but you have like this great person in your life and i want to know her i want to be a part of it and like like it just showed like motherly love yeah Like, you don't have to, like, like it. Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's there. Yeah. And I think what was very important was um, the, just the acceptance part of it. Because I feel like that's part of the the motherly love that maybe some people overlook. (laughs) It's just, like, I feel like some people use, like, maybe verbally abuse their kids and just say well i'm just saying it because i love them it's just like no you just need to accept them for them yeah exactly like you like sure like you're if you're concerned about like like what she was saying like yes you're getting fat but it's because i worry about like what you're eating yeah (laughs) i'm still being caring i'm just telling yeah it's like i'm sorry like i'm sorry you got your 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 feelings hurt (laughs) But, like, it's a truth, and I, I want you to take care of yourself, and, like, like I said, hard truth, but there's love behind it. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, just ultimately, like, I really liked how Evelyn kind of admitted her own faults. Like, I, and not really justifying her actions, but just admitting her faults. Yeah. And just saying, like, listen, I was wrong here. But these are places you're wrong, too. So it's like, no one's better than the other. (laughs) Yeah. 
which I don't know is if it's if that's like super healthy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that could help you. Yeah. Like it, it seemed to work for joy. So I I really liked liked all of that. Like all of that stuff. It's just the deeper meaning behind the freaking crazy shit. <laughs> Um, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty freaking high on story. Yeah, I would say I am too. Uh, where are you at? You know, I'm gonna go at 95. Nice, I was actually sitting at 96. Hell yeah. Alright, that puts us at a 95.5 for... Sweet. ...our story. Moving on over to writing. Super strong. It was really good. Um, like I brought up in, while we were talking about story, there was, um, it was when Evelyn was, was kind of, um, revealing the bagel to, or yeah, Joy was revealing the bagel to Evelyn and Evelyn was just kind of like starting to basically be in the same position as her and open up her mind to the universe of everything. Mm-hmm. Like all at once, everything everywhere, all at yeah. once, and Comes and that full circle, yeah, and that shit. Um, sh- I thought that was it was weird because I feel like there was a lot of conversations going on, and they were kind of difficult to follow because they would be talking about like it'd be like conversation one, conversation two then back to conversation one and then back to conversation two and then they started a new one and then it was just kind of like and so it became really difficult to follow yeah um when this movie comes out on streaming i'm going to be re-watching this with subtitles that that's fair um just because i feel like there's a lot that i missed in a lot of it was in english it was kind of mixed between chinese and english yes so I really liked how they like kind of transitioned back and forth a lot, but it did kind of get confusing. So I think having just um just basic subtitles, subtitles throughout the whole thing <laughs> will really help. No, I I absolutely feel the same way. That's what I'm going to be doing as well. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to think if like there's any like dialogue that felt funky or or anything. What do you think? No, honestly, I can't think of like any dialogue that felt funky. I mean, maybe every sometimes what Jobu would it's Jobu, right? Jobu Tapaki. Yes. Okay. Um, maybe some of the things that she said, um, uh, with you know, like what the way that she saw and everything. Maybe some of those lines, but like that's hard for me to even criticize those at all because it made sense to her, and it brought the story. It really added to the story. Um, so honestly, I really don't have anything wrong with the writing. Every every character was well written. They all had great dialogue. Dialogue that made sense. Um, yeah, I really, I really have nothing wrong with the writing. Yeah, they had like a bunch of 
funny jokes, some that were like a bit more serious but still like funny. Like it's hard to think just because like it was you just it was just so cr- jam packed. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like distinguish one one joke. There's one thing I remember laughing my ass off about it, and I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Was it the when when it's Wenwu, right? What was the husband's name? Uh, Wayman. Wayman. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, freaking when he grabbed the rocks out of the fish tank and then put them into his uh fanny pack. And <laughs> or that added to his uh his fanny pack because he was beating up some guys with the fanny pack before, but adding the pebbles definitely really helped. That was great. Yeah. Um. Oh, we'll get into it with freaking effects. Talking about like the action and, and everything. Oh god. Um. Oh yeah, we got some. Definitely got some things to say. I don't know. I I liked they did a very good explanation on how the the rules of the multiverse work and how like transferring your consciousness and basically like getting a download <laughs> works. Yeah. Like if we're using matrix terms, <laughs> um how getting a mate or having getting a download works with just and it's just the way that they wrote them because like it's funny because they don't explain it. Until a little bit later, like, oh, you need to do the thing that is, like, the least probable thing for you to do for you to, like, slingshot your consciousness into this other world, take their memory, and, like, bring it back with you. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, they never acknowledge that. And, like, the first thing he he does where you kind of, like, see this weird shit happening, it's just, like, um... Or you, the first one you see is Evelyn. They're just like switch shoes, and then she like switches the shoes, and then she's able to like um, hop into a different world where she went into the um, the closet. Yeah, and then we see Waymond uh, eat chapstick. That's the one that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. When you pointed out the gum earlier, I'm just like, what was another one that he did that I was just like, Ugh, the chapstick one. Yeah, it's so gross. Yeah, and you're just like, what the hell is happening? And then he like goes all full ninja, and you're just like, what the shit was up with the chapstick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was weird as hell. It was, but I mean, now that we have that information, it. Like, okay, it tracks. <laughs> yeah, it, ma- it makes sense for this universe. Yeah. Um, or this world, not universe. Yeah, I I really liked how the they explained why this Evelyn was, like, more or less the chosen one. <laughs> it's because she is just the ultimate failure. <laughs> sure that's great for your ego i know right could you imagine like oh you're just a complete and utter failure so you are like perfect for this job gee thanks appreciate it could you imagine like in every other universe you're doing better than you are in this one (laughs) 
That would be such a kick in the nuts. That really would. Uh, but loved it. Loved every second of it. And gosh, I like I think my favorite joke with Joy, the one I one that I can remember. My favorite joke I I feel in my heart is with uh Waymond. But the my favorite joke that I can remember is with Joy. And it's when she is like beating the shit out of these cops. And then she's like charging after Evelyn and she gets shot. And so it like spl- blood spatters all over Evelyn and she starts like crying and losing her mind. And you're just like, oh no. Like, like I started feeling that way. And then she's just like, hey, just kidding, it's ketchup. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! Like, could you imagine how hard, like, even kind of like knowing that your child is now like in a multiversal threat. Like, could you imagine the freaking like how scarred you would be? Oh yeah. Or the trauma of seeing your child get shot? Seriously though. Seriously though. Like that was nuts. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, other than that, this the writing was was really solid. Um like I said, in story had some very heartfelt dialogue. I loved like when uh when Evelyn was kind of explaining how she views the world and like the the power that she now possesses. Yeah. With um with her family and and everything and just talking about like that life does have like some sort of meaning, even though like Joy may not view it that way. So really like that. Really, as, as really like I. that. Um. So what you thinking with uh with writing? I feel writing's just as good as the story. So you know, I'm gonna say the same score, ninety five. I'll agree with you on that one. I'll 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 be down at a, a ninety five. Just not quite at the, at the same level of story, I'll say. No, I get you. Alright, next up we got acting. So we got Michelle Yao at that played Evelyn Wang. Uh Stephanie Su, who played Joy Wang and the Jobu Tupaki. Uh Oh my gosh, I'm gonna okay. butcher this one. I think that would just be Kehu Kwan. Kehu Kwan? Yeah. Okay, he played Wayman Wang. Uh, James Hong, who played Gong Gong. Then Jamie Lee Curtis, who played Deidre Bobidra. That is such a cool name. That is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a freaking weird name, but it's, it, I love it. Um, yeah, and I think that those are the main... Yeah, characters. I would say so. I feel um, Becky didn't. Have, I mean, she had a decent role to play, but not not when it comes to like multiverse, the yeah. multiversal travel. Yeah, once they started getting into that, like she kind of played a part in the beginning, a little bit in the middle, and then somewhat at the end. Yeah. So not in it enough for us to like fully mention her. Um. 
All right, top three. Where are you at? Three, number three. Oh, this is so freaking hard. <laughs> right? This is so freaking hard. Honestly, I feel... So, I'm sorry to say Jamie Lee Curtis is out of my top three. She's number four. And the reason why... What is her name? Stephanie... Is it Stephanie who? Hasu? Uh, Stephanie Sue. Stephanie Sue. So she is my number three, and I feel really significant or sealed the deal for me was that interaction between her and Evelyn towards the ending, where they literally just pour out everything to each other, and it's such a great scene. Both of them are amazing in that scene with her acting, especially her. Um, and honestly, throughout the whole movie, she's she's great. She's amazing. She plays a great villain. Um, and just, yeah, she was amazing. Uh, number two, I would give to Michelle Yao, uh, who played Evelyn. Amazing performance. Absolutely loved her. Um, I really, I actually want to see, like, what else she has been in, because she was so, so good. Um, she's actually been in quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if she's ever done action before, which... Surprises the hell out of me. And Kung Fu Panda too. That's crazy. Didn't Ooh, they? She was in Crazy Rich Asians. Wasn't there like a movie. tease, or didn't they like show like a poster or something of that movie in this movie? I swear they did. For a crate. Yeah, they yeah, did. That's what I thought. Okay, they I'm totally not, did. I'm not losing was, my mind. So it was in the universe where she was a movie star. <gasps> that's she was in. That's what they, it was. Yeah, they showed Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> um. Oh, she's in the oh, she was in Shang Chi. No, I'm pretty oh, sure that's the. Was that the mom? It might have been the aunt. Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so take back what I said. She has done action before. <laughs> Let me just double check. Oh shit, Stephanie Sue was in it. She was. Yeah, she played Sue. <laughs> I really need to watch Shang-Chi again. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it was the ant. Okay. Yeah, I think that checks out. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, She's going to be in basically all of the freaking avatar movies which uh, how are they all freaking filming did you got me like avatar way of the waters in post-production avatar 3 is in post-production what avatar 4 filming avatar 5 filming those movies that movie doesn't come out till 2028 holy shit that's far James Cameron, you can go to hell. Does there really have to be five of these damn movies? Shit, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Who's she playing? Alita Ogord. Was she one of, um... That, she was part of that group that, um... Yondu was part of. Oh, the original Ravagers? Yeah, I swear that was her. I was probably right. Uh, she was in the Mummy. Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh. Um, highly recommend that movie too. 
Crouching Tiger? No, Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, huh. sorry. Man, she's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, like, holy god damn. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, she, she does amazing work. Yeah. So. So you said number two for yeah, her? she's number two. Um, and number one, I have to give to Kihu Kwan. I'm sorry, I'm butchering this man's name. Uh, who played Wei- K-Hoi. K-Hoi, thank you. K-Hoi Kwan, who played Waymond. Because, oh my god, I loved this guy. His comedic timing was perfect. He hit all of the emotional bits that he needed to. I I just freaking love this actor. I f- I loved his character. I loved the way that he portrayed this character. He was just amazing. This is going to sound extremely racist. Oh, God. Have you ever seen Goonies? No. Oh, my gosh. Are you, are you, <laughs> You're going to ruin this. Okay. Have you ever watched... Are you going to say that he looks like the adult version of Short Round? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, I was going to say he he kind of acts like Short oh. Round. Or oh. whoever that the actor yeah. is. Like, let, let me see. I want to see what that actor's doing, actually. <laughs> yeah, please hold as I make a fool of myself. No. Are you shitting me? <laughs> it is him. <laughs> No freaking way. No freaking way. That. Oh my god, that is amazing. That guy knows how to act crazy. Or put a, put a lot of, you know, um, motion into his acting. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> well, I don't. There you have I it. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, there you have it. The oh the, the one guy that we thought acted a lot like kind of like the older version of Short Round um, is actually Short Round. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, dude! The- <laughs> That's that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. You could. Oh, just dying a bit. That was that's freaking hilarious. That is amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> Dude, I I never would have guessed that. No, neither would I. He looks so different than he did when he was a kid. He really, I mean, now that I'm like seeing it, I I kind of see him now. I do now. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely see. It. I was just like, dude, are you kidding me? Come on, <laughs> that that's hilarious. That is amazing. Oh my god, that is so cool. Oh jeez. Um. Anyway, I have the exact same top three. Hell yeah. Nothing. Nothing real more to add. Um. Yeah, Stephanie Sue, freaking just killed it as a villain. Crazy intimidating, right? Um, just kind of pulled off every universe, 
like version of herself really well. Um, yeah, then Michelle Yao did a, a masterful job. And we'll get into it with the action. But she pulled all of that shit off so well. Yeah, she did. And then, need I say more <laughs> about Kehoi Kwan? Oh my gosh, that, that is just amazing. Dude, that is so funny. That is... Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. So where are you at with acting? Because even like the extras didn't bring it down. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel... did. A I cool... feel she didn't. I feel some of the others did. Okay. Um, Anyone specific you can think of? Chad? Or whoever was the freaking... Ratatouille dude with the raccoon. Okay, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think he might have brought it down for me. Um, a couple of the other guards, maybe. Or like the one that freaking um, was fighting her that did the uh, the freaking butt plugs at the IRS building. <laughs> I remember. Which, for those of you who are not familiar with this movie but chose to listen to this anyway... Um, a couple of the multiversal guards um, were trying real hard to shove a freaking butt plug up their ass <laughs> to obtain some sort of skill. And they were successful at it. They were extremely successful at it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, the, like it wasn't the fact of them, like, you know, putting it in their hand and trying to show this... Uh, Probably TMI. This wasn't, you know, like them trying to, you know, just grab it and then shove it up their ass. No, they were like jumping over obstacles and just trying to land it right into their asshole. <laughs> and they were successful. Very. Ow. That, that, that's all I can say to that is ow. All right. So where are you at with acting? I'm going to go 92. Um, I'm actually going to go a bit lower than you. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go 89. Okay. I'm just not quite, not quite there. Yeah. Um, like I said, the actors are, are, or the, the extras were the ones that brought it down, but the, the, the main cast did incredible work. Yes, absolutely. Um... We'll get into it with effects. Um, character development. So This was super good as well. It really was. So I'm assuming you did Evelyn? Yes. Same here. Oh, her story was just great. She she seems like a woman that's like really stuck in her life. Has all these aspiring dreams that she just never fulfills in any way, shape, or form. And is living this somewhat miserable life. Yeah. Um, and then she gets the opportunity to become more. And she almost rejects it at first. Like, she tries to. She's just like, I, I don't know who the hell you think you're you're talking to, but I am not, like super cool or anything like i can't do shit 
and basically just unlocks her potential with being able to access all of these different um realities because yeah. she has like she she's a big dreamer and those big dreams just kind of never went anywhere so she it's like if she had like if she made the choice to do one thing different she has all of these different skills to pull from rather or other unlike i think a lot of other of the the multiversal travelers like i think they may have only had like a, f- a couple dreams at a time and just so that like those are the only skills that they're able to like land on yeah. it feels like she was able to jump or to go travel like to crazy different worlds like with with Waymond it seemed like he had one where it's like martial arts but martial art or and then like that was one reality that he jumped into and then another reality where he um was a gymnast and I think those were the only the real only ones that he Alpha Wayman ever jumped into, right? I'm pretty sure. Um so like those all just kind of were very like similar and it's just like okay, he could have gone this way, could have gone this way, but they're just kind of in the same field. Yeah. With her it it's just so vastly different. Like she had like a kung fu reality she had a freaking pinky kung fu reality and acting, singing, and all of these other different realities to pull from. And just made her like a better hero for it. But ultimately it led her to, like I said, like the deeper meaning behind this is just like the connection that she got from her or with her daughter. Yes. Just great to see. Yeah, getting to see like the the multiverse and how everything is in the, in those worlds, and just like using that experience and the admiration I feel she has for Waymond, and then just uses that to teach her daughter a lesson to just kind of pull her from the darkness in her life yeah which was great because she had at the same time she had to address the darkness in in hers in talking to her father and just dealing with all that stuff and realizing that maybe kicking people's ass isn't the right way to handle things it's true (laughs) like especially with everyone telling her like oh the this person can't be reasoned with or talked to, and she just kind of proved them all wrong. Like, she, they can. Yeah. Like, you just kind of have to have the ability to listen or care. And it's just sweet message overall. Yeah. It really was amazing character development. Yeah, I still wouldn't put it up, like, ridiculously high. That is fair. Do you feel if it was, like, one... Do you feel the like the multiverse traveling? Did that affect your character development score at all? Do you feel if it was just like basically just her and dealing with her family, especially with her daughter's relationship? Well, and her sorry, her husband's as well. Do you think that would have maybe increased it more? I mean, haven't even said the score yet, but you know what I mean, right? Um, 
That's a good question. Actually, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that the the traveling between realities was too detrimental to the overall score just because it's still her yeah it's just she's pulling experiences from these other worlds yeah that's fair so i think that's that's where where i'd be at okay it's not like she kind of used though like that traveling and those skills to help her to become more than what she was and basically unlocked her ability to travel between the multiverse. So, yeah, I don't think it affected it too much. Because okay. ultimately, it just led to accepting her daughter for who her daughter is. Yeah, that's, that's and, a very good point. like I said, pulling her daughter from the darkness while facing her own. Because she had a face like, it's not okay for, like, because she was so afraid of what her... Of, or Evelyn was afraid of what her father was going to think. And like, oh, this is just her friend. And then she like kind of faced that head on. And just like, this is her girlfriend. Like, basically like, pulled her in and everything. It yeah. just sh- kind of showed, like, I accept this. And it doesn't matter if you don't. Yes. I do. Like, kind of that situation. Yeah. Which is, which was kind of big. Oh, it's yeah, kind absolutely. of like really big. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, I mean, we see her. We see her struggle with the like looking into the everything bagel. Yeah. And kind of just accepting, or kind of, like I said, entering that darkness of um. Like the world, like life has no meaning. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I I liked where her story went. I I wouldn't quite. Um, I'm not quite in the '90s with it yet. I'm not either. I'm definitely in the high '80s though, because I do feel it was really good. So, I'm thinking maybe '87. Okay. Where are you at? I honestly might match you on that because I literally had no, I had some problems with her character development, but overall it's a bait, not a basic story, but it's a nice story about this mother finally coming to terms with her daughter, accepting her daughter and then moving forward with that and just really understanding each other and, and also her, you know, appreciating what life that she was given and making the most out of it. So I loved it. All right, so 87. Um, I don't know if I said it for acting, but acting averaged to a 90.5, and character development average, or is averaged to an 87. All right, moving on over to effects. These were crazy. These were freaking bonkers. Um, I really liked the the scenes where you could kind of see the cracks within the multiverse when they were like side by side. Yes, like the whole like face features. Yeah, like one, yeah, there was like one face in each dimension, like, like glass. Oh, so cool, glass effect. Yeah, loved that. Everything looked really good, really realistic. Um, which I feel like some movies when they go crazy on blood, tend to go on the unrealistic side. That's true. 
So it was kind of nice to see them take a more realistic route. Um, and not go super crazy, but I think what makes this movie stand out as much as it did is the freaking action. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you feel about, um, cause the raccoon was definitely not CGI. That was absolutely animatronic. Um, yes, that or stop motion. I, at I, least I it, was, it was not. Yeah, great. it wasn't great. I would have honestly preferred a stop motion raccoon if it was going to look like, I'm sorry, just the movements looked way too, what's the word? Robotic. Yeah. It did not look like a real raccoon. Yeah, I agree. I think once you got into the, like the multiversal stuff, it started being getting a little convoluted with the like the different effects. Yeah, I would agree. Um, especially when it came to like certain motions, like I think the the freaking hot dog fingers, yeah, as stupid was... as they were, they looked gr- they looked fine. Oh yeah. Or um, I'm trying to think of like what else? Oh yeah, like the the freaking raccoon. And I think it got a little bit weird when um, they were jumping on each other's shoulders or like their heads or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like that kind of looked a little bit funky, like just not quite realistic, but yeah. Um, yeah, those were the only real special effects that I, I can think of. So, I mean, that brings it down a little bit. Yeah, but action like you can't argue with the action oh, was incredible. So so good. That moment where she's literally going up the staircase and fighting those goons and like doing what makes them happy. Um so well executed. The action is amazing and I love that it's all in slow-mo. That was awesome and yeah, great scene. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, my favorite fight though was the one between Waymond and Deidre. I want to. I want to know how much action, if any, Jamie Lee Curtis did. That's her. Because you could see her face through a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I think like in the new Halloween movies, I think she actually does a lot of her own action. Being what laying in the bed? Well, okay. In <laughs> Halloween 2018, she does get thrown around a lot by Michael. Okay, fair. At the end, jeez, like, dude, she's a boss. She really is. Her and Michelle Yao, like they're yeah. they're insane. Yes, they are. But oh, they looked so good, and it was just, and I think it stood out because I could see them. Like it wasn't like any hiding. It wasn't, it didn't feel like, oh, can't see their face now. Like, you could see their face through a lot of it. Yeah. And, like, Waymond, you could see, like, a majority of the time. Uh, Michelle, you could see. And then Jamie Lee, like, I was just like, I feel like I'm seeing, like, a lot of her. <laughs> like, especially with some of the crazy shit. Yeah. Like, when she's coming, like, I loved how she, like, how her just body language changed. When she like was accessing the memories of like the pro wrestler, oh yeah, and she's just like standing up straight and like fully gonna do like the breaking the bat move, freaking nuts. 
Yeah, that's a really smart call by Wayman to freaking grab that exit sign and put it behind his back. Yeah, that was crazy. Ugh, like, yeah. Probably some of the best kung fu karate action I've seen in a movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't really watch a lot of kung fu movies, um, so I feel I can't fully say if um, this is, like, the best, some of the best that has ever been put on screen. It's up there for sure. It is? Okay, that's awesome. It feels like it. I don't watch a lot of it either, so, I mean, I don't have, like, a crazy big uh, reference to draw from. Yeah. But it's just how grounded the, the fights felt. Yeah. It didn't feel like super crazy, like where they were like flipping them like across rooms or anything. Like they did. Yeah. Like Wayman was definitely throwing people across the room, but it made sense. Yeah. Like how far they were going. Nothing felt like superhuman. No, that's fair. Um I mean, hell, even the, the fight in the the smoke. The, like the tear gas fight that they were having. Oh yeah, that fight was nuts. That was that was badass. It was so well done, so well done. It's hard for me to think of anything to like critique other than the special effects. Yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> like truly thinking about it, I I'm in the the lower nineties. I think I'm like a 93. Like it, the action was just so good. It did. And like even like one of the big special effects was the donut. And mm. when they like brought the donut into the world and it started like sucking stuff into it. That was it, a bagel. The bagels. That's right. I was like, what, what was I saying? Donut. The donut shit. <laughs> Pretty good, man. It's basically the same thing. Um, Hold the phone. No, it's not. <laughs> It looks like the same thing. Only one you should put cream cheese on. The other one would probably taste kind of gross with cream cheese. I think cream cheese is just gross. All right, I guess I'm leaving tonight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think with acting, because like, like I said, action was so good. Do you mean effects? I think, no, the the act or the. The fighting was really well. Good. No, you said or, I think with acting. Oh, with son of a bitch! Are dude. you okay? I'm struggling. Are you okay? I I don't know. With the effects, I feel like the action was super solid, and that was like the high point of the movie. The special effects needed some work on certain effects. Yeah. Others looked really good. I feel like the everything bagel, like black hole looking shit. Yeah. Looked incredible. Um, so I had no issues with that one. So I think just docking for the issues that I had, I think I'm down to maybe like a 92. Okay. I'm going to go for a 91. And the biggest reason why is I'm sorry, because that raccoon. That's just <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That is the biggest problem I have with these effects. All right. Well, that averages us out to a 91.5. Not bad. All right. Next up, we got music. Which this one's tough. 
I mean, I feel it did its job for what they did, but like nothing is really like sticking out from what I remember. This, I feel like the score, the score was pretty good. Yeah, like it. it I'm trying to see if they had like a let's see if they had like a crazy soundtrack or anything because I'm pretty sure they didn't. They don't even have any tracks listed or one track. Claire de Lune. Okay, well, that was less than helpful. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, regardless of whatever it, like, whatever you want to say about this movie, just the, I feel like the score was pretty strong. It wasn't yes. like top notch or anything. Um, there were wasn't any music that stood out to me. Like, I don't know if they even played any like modern like music right no as far from what i see on like itunes or sorry amazon music it's just all music that they had for the movie yeah okay so like this is a life wang family portrait very busy you know i love how the fourth track is very busy (laughs) right so then i think for me just because i did really enjoy the score I think we're going to set like a seven. I was thinking the exact same. All right. Well, that averages us out to a seven. Uh, next up, we got costumes, which is being a v- multiversal movie were killer. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot her name. Um, Joy. Yeah. Her co- her costumes as. Um... God damn it. What's her villain name? Um, please hold. Jobu Tupaki. Yes, all of her <laughs> costumes that she wears as that character, freaking incredible. Um, costume designers on this movie, you guys freaking killed it, and and makeup honestly as well. You amazing! Oh my god. Yeah, this so this isn't a movie I feel like you could recognize easily the silhouette, just because. Fair enough. I mean, it's like a lot of um, a lot of different dresses, but yeah, the the variety alone was just incredible. Yeah, all of the costumes looked so freaking good. When like you could tell when when Evelyn was ch- switching universes like so easily. And it's not just because, like, they were more successful than her. Yeah. It's just, you could tell with, like, everything. Like, you could tell in, like, the makeup or the hair or just anything. Like, it was just how vastly different it was. And, yeah, like, the costumes that Joy was wearing were awesome. Yeah. So good. So good. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm going 10 with Abs- I can absolutely agree with that. All right, last up, personal grade. Okay. You want to take this one? I would love to. Uh, so overall, this movie was amazing. Um, I did not expect to enjoy this movie as much as I did. Honestly, I had the only thing that I had heard about this movie was the whole, like, how, like, they had, like, a multiverse thing going on. But that was literally the only thing that I had ever heard of. I never watched any of the trailers for this movie. Didn't know who was in it. And I'm actually really glad that I didn't know basically anything going into this movie because this is one of the biggest surprises that I've walked out of for how much I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. 
a lot of fun. Acting is incredible. The costumes are incredible. I I just had a freaking blast with this movie. Um, so I'm gonna go a 92. Nice. Well, I'm with you. Um, I I had only ever seen the first trailer. Um, just heard that it was multiversal stuff, and just was like, in. Um, so I didn't watch any of the other trailers that they released for it, but, um, yeah, I walked out loving this movie. I cannot wait to watch this again, um, with subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it was just, it was so good. I'm like action alone. I'm going to be rewatching it. Fair enough. It's, it's an, it's an incredible incredible movie it's a really well done well thought out and a really deep movie like when you break it down from the craziness yeah um so i might be a little bit higher though i think we're gonna be in like 94 area i i really enjoy this movie all right well that averages us out to a 93 So, the final All Bros letter grade for Everything Everywhere All at Once has come to a... I can't really draw more oh, one yeah. handed. Sorry. <laughs> it's come to an A-. minus. Not bad at all. Yeah, definitely not bad. Which is exactly where where Doctor Strange was. <laughs> hey, there, there we go. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. it's not very often that we've gotten two in a row like that. That's true. All right, so A minus. So it is sitting at a ninety-one point five six percent. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too bad at all. So that places it a point one percent below the Batman. Um, or so I'll just do the score. So it's below the Batman, which is at a 91.62. It's below Logan, which is at a 91.81. It's below Our Friend, which is at a 92.12. It's below Never Be Done, which is at a 92.21. And then finally it is below The Eternals, which is at a 92.25. So, not even quite a full percentage away from Eternals, but it's around that same area. Um, But it puts it above... So, like I said, everything, everywhere, all at once is at a 91.56, which puts it above Coco, which is at a 91.4. Coming here about to start a riot. (laughs) Um, it is above Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is at a 91.20. Did you freaking slide away from me? No. Oh. If I did, I didn't mean to. Oh, I thought like it was just going to be like, oh, I know Rose <laughs> is about to break out in rage over Coco, so I want to be um, away from him. Yeah. It's above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is at a 91.1. 
It's above How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is at a 91. And then it is above Spider-Man Far From Home, if it is only the Untrained Eye and Crash and Taz score, at which is at a 90.9. I love bringing that up. It's so fun. <laughs> I would love to see them tackle um, uh, No Way Home together. That'd be amazing. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Um, or hell, freaking Doctor Strange. That'd be a fun one for them to freaking discuss. Oh, yeah. Discuss. That's a great one. Ideas, gentlemen. <laughs> and then just because I want to do our finish on one that's like ours, <laughs> it's, it's above Turning Red, which is at a 90.87. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that one is... Actually, that's not even a full percentage either. Like, it's crazy. Like, to get a full percentage away from everything everywhere, you have to go five movies or nine movies up. Damn. Yeah, everything else is less than a full percentage. The So the movie a full percentage away from Into the Sp- or from everything everywhere is Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and then go in the opposite direction. To get a full percentage, you need to go down 11 movies. Damn. Yeah, right? So a full percentage, like, downward from everything everywhere is 1917. (laughs) Shit. That's wild. That is very wild. Like our, like I said before, our margins are so freaking close. Yeah, they really are. So when people, I love when people like complain about it. They're just like, "What? This movie's not better than this one." <laughs> yeah, but it's like point something percent. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess I'm like, if you round, they're basically the same score. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think where this gets kind of like iffy is when you're comparing. Like, a lot of these are very, like, action-heavy movies. The ones that I just kind of, like, listed off. I think where you start getting a little bit more, like, iffy, like, oh, that doesn't sound right, is, like, when you start comparing, like, the Joker to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Two completely different movies on complete different ends of the spectrum. So true. Or even freaking Pulp Fiction from Encanto. Like, I can't believe I forgot that Encanto was a high. Yeah, like if you say if you ask someone like, "What's better between Pulp Fiction or Encanto?" Like that's really hard. I feel to answer. I'm sorry. I'm saying Encanto. Okay, I didn't say it's hard for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Guess my opinion doesn't matter, guys. Yeah, it's just it's it's funky because like if you can compare you can compare like Pulp Fiction to Joker, I feel like that you can com- make that comparison oh, all yeah, day absolutely. long. Absolutely, I mean, Joker's better. But comparing freaking Joker to Encanto, like it's like okay, which one's the better movie? I mean, it depends on what you know audience you're shooting for here. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love our system because yeah. it's like. 
just percentages away yes. from each other. But anyway, uh, so like I said, uh, everything everywhere all at once is sitting at a ninety-one point five six percent, which puts it at an A minus. So, hell yeah, I I want to see how many. So out of twenty-nine A minus movies. Everything Everywhere ranks at 14. That's not bad. Right? Literally halfway. Yeah. Or like in the middle, not halfway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Directly <laughs> in the middle. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I want to see where it ranks with everything. Ooh. So, Everything Everywhere out of... Out of 100... And 81 movie. Wait, we're missing some. I was going to say. Oh, it's probably those empty ones that we haven't scored yet. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, damn, we can't get a, a, a good number then. Because we're missing some. I wonder if I can... Just kind of use a freaking shit ton of movies. <laughs> okay, out of 177 movies that we have scored on this podcast, um, this ranks at number 18. Damn, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's really not bad. Good. It's not bad in the slightest. No. Uh, anyway. So yeah, that's where it's it's ranked right now. Um, so that concludes this week's breakdown. Uh, if you like this episode and want to listen to more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, RadioPublicRadio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as... Uh, we don't make bonus videos. I, or We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Um, all at the All Bros. Um, you can, if you want to, hit us up with an episode idea. If you want to answer our question of the week, which we haven't posted in like months. Yeah, we're really bad at that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get better about posting more often and trying to get like some engagement. We promise. Yeah. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, if you want to, or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on uh you can also check us out on our website tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros where you can find links to everything that we do um freaking t public went and took down another design of mine oh what do they take down now birds of prey oh my good lord yeah you know how long ago we that, did birds of prey seriously and that's one of my favorites yeah freaking oh. hookers <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, so if you don't want to go to our website, you can also email us at theelbroschannel at gmail.com. And yeah. So next week, um, we're probably going to be breaking down the bad guys. I think that was our plan. Yeah, I think or, so. Was it the bad guys? I think so. I think it was the bad guys. If just as a safety net, if that doesn't work out, do we want to do we want to break down Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Yeah, we can break down Chippendale. Okay. Yeah. So depending on how it works out, it'll either be Chippendale or it'll be the bad guys. Yes. <laughs> um, but until then. This has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long.